What it do, uh, DMV, episode 36 of Chirpin' DMV. It's um, Thursday, but we're recording Sunday, just right after the, we did the Caps episode. So we're still having a couple drinks here. We're still enjoying the nice weather. Uh, good in, good, good episode, I should say, coming up for you guys today. We got Flip on. We talked to him at the Purple Puck. Uh, we're going to break everything down. No scoreboard rundown, just like... Tuesday. Don't complain. You get two interviews instead of two scoreboard rundowns. I'm sure you would rather have the interviews. KP, on the topic of local puck, our boy Gordo, uh, he was in Delaware this weekend playing. Talk, uh, talk about that for a minute. Uh, yeah, kid. Uh, we grew up playing with Gordy Bunnell. I know we've talked about him before. He plays in the FHL. and uh, he was Danbury, up in, right? Yep, for the Danbury Hattricks. He was up in Delaware this weekend playing the Delaware Thunder. Uh, Friday night, had a pretty good game. Um, so that was pretty cool. Whole family was out there. Yeah, if you saw big that Big Gordy, Colin, they were all out there chilling. Oh, uh, Gordo, hey. Yeah, Big yeah. Gordo was out there. Yeah, hey, gang. He always calls everyone gang. Hey, gang. Yeah, hey, sure. gang. Hey, gang. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool to see Gordo out there. Um, like we said, no scoreboard run now. We got Flip coming on. We talked to him at Purple Puck O'Connell. We kind of got an update on how their season's going so far. Uh, but let's get into it. Got a lot of buzz last week, our initial Chirpin DMV high school power rankings. Um, so, KP, let's get in. Let's start with that. Why don't you read us off our honorable mention teams there? All right. We got uh, Washington Liberty from the CSHL. They improved to 7 1, beating Fairfax 14 to nothing. Shit. Um, <laughs> Jesus. just got shit. Uh, in the NVSHL, <laughs> we have Chantilly. Um, <laughs> they beat Flint Hill 12 to 2 to stay undefeated. Another big win there. Uh-huh. And in the MSHL, we got Glen Elg, a loss to number seven in our rankings, Marriott Ridge. Um, with a stand-in goalie, so something must have been going on there. <laughs> he just goes to be Fairfax 14 nothing Shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> number 10, top 10, T.C. Williams. They stay undefeated, uh, improved to 7-0. They get an 8-6 win over Woodbridge last week. Um, number 9, Winston Churchill. One game week. They took on Wooten in a tough game. Blow a two-goal lead and end it with a 3-3 tie. They stay put at number 9. Uh, KP, number 8. Number eight, we got Mount St. Joe's, another team uh, staying put where they were. Another tie for the Gales as they skate to a 1-1 draw with Spalding. Uh, number seven, Marriott's Ridge, Stang Gang. Like we said, that big win over Glenelg last week. Rivalry for nothing. Um, first place in the Howard now, but like we mentioned, Glenelg was out there starting goalie apparently and using a fill-in. Number six, we've got the Matha. Not a great week for the Stags. One league versus number two, or one league game, sorry, versus number two Georgetown Prep. Would have been huge for Damatha, but they fall three to six. Then Friday, a non league contest where they tied North Allegheny three to three. Still a lot of talent on this lineup, too much to uh, cause them to lose their number six spot in the rankings. So, so, so KP, maybe as we get into the top five here, I made a drastic move. Um, tell me if you agree. So last week it was Landon five. O'Connell for Gonzaga three, but KP, who's number five? Uh, yeah, with a slight change at number five, we have Bishop O'Connell. A uh, slight change of the power rankings here. O'Connell moves down a spot as they did have a bye week, so no wins, no losses for the DJO squad last week, but uh, no playing either. Yeah, AB, number four. Uh, that's you, buddy. Oh, that is me. Uh, let's go with Gonzaga. That's right, the Eagles. They dropped to number four this week. Two-gamer last week. First, they would host number nine, Churchill. Yes, they win. But tight four to three win, not overly uh, convincing, I don't think, or a dominating performance. 
and then turn around Friday night at home and they get uh, trounced by Landon 7-2. to two. So number three, Landon. Number three is Landon. Uh, jumping up two spots is the Bears. They get underway in the new year with only four games to date under their belt, but they play two and uh, win big twice. They beat a tough Spalding team that seems to find a way and fight and tie teams. Um, Landon says, hold this, and drops nine on them. Mm-hmm. Nine to two win. Then they turn around and drop seven on Gonzaga on the road. So 16-goal week for the Bears. Jumps them three spots in the power rankings. They look for um, real. Agree or disagree? Uh, very much agree. Has, uh, From five to three, jumping Gonzaga and O'Connell like that? Yeah, big wins. Well, yeah. then big yeah. win over they Spalding. Want to jump on that? That goalie for Spalding, we Sick. watched him. Unreal. Sick. So I mean, putting nine goals against them. I think a Spalding team is 0-3-3 three three in league play, but they find ways to tie teams this because is of what, Berkey, and right. he wins games And for this him. is what Landon needed to do. I think they haven't played as many games. They needed to prove themselves. Yep. I agree. And, yeah, the, two massive wins. They're starting to get up, up to the top. I know back when we were playing, Landon was like probably what the – I think they were the number one team I think they in won the it area my senior point. year, 2011. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so um, well, let's carry on. At number two, we have Georgetown Prep. The Hoyles continue to roll as they sit seven to two overall now. Swept the week last week, being number six to Matha six to three, and taking down a pesky St. Albans squad four to one. And then our unanimous number one pick, it's St. John's. Um, still, really no doubt that they should be the top team. It was a bye week for them last week, but they're packing their stuff. They're heading to Lake Placid tomorrow to start a North Northwood Prep tournament. So I mean, that's a St. John's team that's played 19 games, and they're about to play in another tournament against very good teams from across the country. Yeah, up in Lake Placid too. That's an so awesome tournament. They're, they're, they're pretty much building a resume to go into deep playoff. Let's run. see what they're about this weekend. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it league by league. We'll start with the CSHL. Seven games across the board last Friday. First up, the South leader Lake Braddock. They skate to a 13 to win over South County. Um, then proceed to call me out on Twitter because my preview blog. So if, I don't know if you guys saw that, but some of these games, they're like first versus like a winless team. I was, instead of talking about them, I was creating gambling lines. Sure. Because why not? It's high school hockey. Let's oh, create. yeah, I did see this actually. So their top scorer, Wojcik, I, sent, I set the over under for his tucks at two and a half, expecting him to just kind of show out against a shitty team. Uh, and we did say the score of that game was 13-2. Instead... They take depth store. They take a depth scoring lineup, shove it up my hoop. Um, Twelve different goal scorers. Yeah, pretty much a goal from everybody in that lineup. That's awesome to see. Um, <laughs> like they're I just sa- like, hey, chirping DMV, you owe some people some money. I was like, fuck. I, I, I said <laughs> that. I said that last week too. Um, how like we had teams when we were playing. It was usually just one, one or two guys on a team that would rack up points. Like we, there was a guy that scored 120 points in our league one year. Yeah. Where, so like teams just weren't built like that where they have uh, a we, full we roster. Took turns. Yeah, we would exchange we but still like it would we would still have games where someone would just light it up that day. Yeah. And they they're clearly just going they're they're trying to get everyone on the board. 13 goals, it. 12 different goal scorers and my over did not hit. Um the other game I set gambling lines on the Kings and the North Washington Liberty or the Kings in the North I should say, Washington Liberty. They took on Centerville Fairfax. I set the over under for the game total at 11 and a half. Generals going to win 14 nothing Hits the over. Nice. So uh, when there's a game, when there's games like that, we'll just, you know, well, I called it playing a game because can we technically say we're creating gambling lines on high school hockey? I mean, if there's no money exchanged, then we're good. We're good. 
just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Undefeated TC Titans AB, Coach Boone and his squad. They get tested, but they pull out an 8-6 win over a tough Woodbridge team. Uh, courtesy of hat tricks from both Aiden O'Brien and Jason Townsend. Other scores from around the league include WT Woodson edging uh, that Mason Edson Hayfield team 7-5. West Springfield, they light the lamp eight times en route to an 8-5 win over Robinson. Uh, we also saw the WCAC's Bishop Byerton squad tie West Potomac 3-3. And lastly, Forest Park Hilton would spoil the fun. Colgan, their senior night, they lose 7-5 at home. Those are the Sharks going down. So, KP, updated standings and some scoring leader stats and info for us here in the CSHL. Yeah, loss on senior night, though. Pretty bad. Ah, yeah. 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 They have cool uh, jerseys, though. Some sick Sharks. Uh, yeah, not bad. Got to have cool jerseys. Uh, so, let's check out the standings <laughs> and scoring leaders. Um, Standing-wise, in the north, it is Washington Liberty at 7-1-0. and And T.C. Williams undefeated at 7 and O. Both of 14 points in the South. It's Lake Braddock with a cozy four point lead over West Springfield, and the Bruins are seven and one. Um, doesn't look like player stats from the TC William games have been uploaded yet, but the Titans, Jason Townsend, still in the lead with goals, assists, and points. 14 goals, 14 assists, yeah. and 28 points. We talked points. about him last week, I think it was. He was just dead even at goals and assists, just contributing. Awesome. Yep, gotta love to see um, that. KP, the people you called out, I don't think it was this league, but I think you called out high school oh, goalies gotta, in general. Yeah, me and goalies don't get along. So looking at goalies <laughs> here, uh, Lake Braddock's Riley Birch with the most saves at 154. Not bad. And we got four goalies with uh, shutouts. So actually have uh, four goalies with one shutout apiece. Aiden Fisher, Mike uh, Cortina, Jacob Sanders, and Ethan McNiff. So there are your shutouts. There are your, there's four shutouts at least for you. Yeah. Why don't Nobody's you get got more than one. Yeah. What's, what's your deal with you and goalies? Hey, these goalies got to step it up for the boys, pick up more shutouts, and uh, start to win games for the team. I mean, did you did you just used to tuck on them too much? Is that why they don't like you? Nah, I tucked on them too much. That's what I said. <laughs> but nah. AB, tell us what we got going on tomorrow night. All right. Uh, seems to be a bye week in the CSHL here. Only one game in the entire week, and that took place last night as Bishop Ireton uh, faced. Uh, Mason Edison Hayfield went head-to-head at Prince William. Uh, the regular season starting to wind down here as each team plays 10 games, and most are at 7-8 and eight after uh, last week's slate of games. Not much time left until we get a solid playoff picture figured out in the CSHL. Yep, so there it is, uh, CSHL. We'll see how that shapes up. It's coming to an end here pretty soon. Um, Northern Virginia in VSHL. Um, we'll start with Chantilly. Uh, they say undefeated 7-0. They route the Chargers 12-2. It's a almost a veg trick, but not quite. It's a double hattie from Owen Morgan. That's right, six tucks. Keep the change. Not I, bad. He kind of lit it up. Undefeated no more is broad run. They get beat by Stonebridge in a wild game, so listen to this one. 12-9 uh, final score. Broad run goes up to nothing. Stonebridge scores seven straight during the first period, seven two. Second period, Broad Run scores three straight to make it seven five. But Bridge would sneak another in to make it eight to five. So off to the third we go. Broad Run scores four straight. Gives them a nine five lead, right? All's good. Now you're kinda of buzzing. Then Stonebridge, four straight to end the game, winning at twelve nine. Holy shit. Holy shit. Wait, what? It was a nine to five lead and then they scored four. Scored four. Yep. So, like so we said, Broad nine. Run two nothing. Stonebridge scores seven straight. It's seven two. Broad Run then scores three straight. Seven five, um, and then it's eight five. But then it, they make it nine to eight. Broad Run makes it nine eight, and then 
Stonebridge scores four. Oh, uh, okay, okay. No, I was, I was, I was misreading way, that. I was holy misreading shit, that. talking about goalies. Where were they this game? <laughs> yeah. um, all the scores around the league. Saul McLean shut out Oakton 3-0. Yorktown rolls as they throttled Tuscarora Westfield 11-3. And Freedom took down Loudon Valley 9-1. And lastly, it's Madison. Uh, they would squeak out a one-goal winner, 8-7 over Dominion Potomac Falls. So I guess theme of the week or the night in the NBSHL was defense optional. Yeah, I mean, we love those games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, why as, not, as why not be those. the team 12-9? to 9. Yeah. The hell with it. I mean, speaking about defense. Coaches would be pissed off, but. Yeah, it is what it is. Okay, P, um, stats, yeah. standings. Stats How are time. We looking? Stats time. Um, stats actually, time. a name that you've already mentioned. Uh, we'll start with the offense here. Owen Morgan from Chantilly leads with 22 goals and 28 points. But we got uh, Danny, oh, I'm sorry, David Haney from Stonebridge eating the apple pick, uh, leading the apple pickers with 11. He's picking apples, huh? Yes, sir. Making Green apples, assist. Granny Smith uh, apples, red so apples. So jumping back to the tendies, we got Dylan Tolley from Langley leads with a 1.36 goals against average and leads in shutouts as the only goalie with two. Boom. So, so there boom. you go. We have a goalie with two more shutouts. More than one. More than one. And less than two goals against, uh, against <laughs> per let's on jump, the average. Let's jump to the standings here. Uh, Chantilly leads in Norris uh, at 6-0. and oh. Broad Run is first in the Smythe at six and one with it with twelve points. Battlefield is six zero oh, and one, so no uh, regulation losses yet, and with a commanding lead in the Patrick. And lastly, in the Adams, uh, we got Langley at four one and one, but it looks to be tight there. Um, speaking of Langley, before we uh, before AB previews Friday Night Ice. Very cool jerseys. It's got me thinking. It's got me on a train right now. We're, I'm going to put together compilation of jerseys around the area and we'll do a little power ranking do a little jersey power ranking blog yeah that'd be sick, tight. you need sick unis yeah if you don't have sick unis if you got the cheap shit high school jerseys get out of here but if yeah. you got tight unis you're destined to win so maybe uh take us through tomorrow night all right eight games tomorrow night in the nvshl a couple big ones as the season starts to wind down here and the playoff race is going to tighten up uh game of the night it's a battle of division leaders as Battlefield, who's six zero and one, is traveling to take on the seven and zero undefeated Chantilly squad. In a huge, Sheesh. huge Sheesh. matchup. That one going down at Ashburn Ice House. Be a ton of fans out there. Yep. Six zero and one, seven and zero. Let's go. Two division leaders. Yep. Uh, oh. Broad Run looks to get back on track after suffering their first L. Um, they'll travel to take on a winless uh, South Lake squad. Sorry. We've also got uh, McLean. Versus Madison, Freedom travels to Yorktown, Stonebridge, who's riding high off that huge win last week. With uh, they'll play Riverside, and the defending champ, uh, champs Langley Saxtons will play host to Dominion Potomac Falls. Um, next up, MSHL, shall we? Shall we? Um, as we mentioned last week's episode, a little more in depth uh, on the preview blog last week, but there's some massive games nonetheless. Uh, rivalry games, games that had first place in the division on the line. Um, so biggest one, I think, first across the state, one of the biggest, Marriott's Ridge, uh, the Stang Gang. They take first place in that Howard Conference. They took down rival Glenelg for the nothing. Uh, side note, like I said, on Twitter we saw that the Glenelg goalie, I guess, was hurt or sick. or They just strapped some pads on Greg Kelly, uh, the kid who apparently played a hell of a game, so props to him. Uh, but nonetheless, Marriott's Ridge, they win the rematch. You can expect these two probably in a rubber match in that Serial Cup final, um, if I had to put my money on it. Third game of the season, they tied one. Marys Ridge won the first. Other game being um, Montgomery County, Churchill, Wooten. They go head-to-head. Wooten needing to get a win. Get within two points of Churchill. Uh, they do their part scoring first, but Churchill, uh, three straight. They make it 3-1. to one. Wooten, 
the hot team as of late. Two goals late in the third uh, from Thomas Stutzko, Thomas Oveshki right now. <laughs> I think that's how we're going to pronounce it. He ties the game at three, and that's how that one ends. Eastern Conference, Easton stays undefeated at eight. No, they take down Broadneck, seven rip. Elsewhere uh, in the East, Arundel beats Bel Air four to three. Faustin runs Kent Island off the island and to the jetty, maybe. 9-3 win. Uh, Monocacy Valley, Oakdale, massive upset. They beat Urbana 2 nothing. Their first one of the season. So Urbana with hopes of kind of winning their division, getting up there in that conference. They lose to the winless Oakdale team, potentially ending their hopes at that regular season championship. Uh, Middletown, they also pick up a win. They'll take down Walkersville 8-6. to Lastly, down in the Southern Conference, my preview blog where I was gambling, our setting lines at, I picked the score of the H-Town game. I said Huntington went by 100. That's that's tough to do. you got to um, average goal, um, two goals a minute, three goals a minute. Something like that. Something Unfortunately, huge. I was wrong. The Canes would skate to a uh, much less impressive 10-1 victory. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they have this secured that regular season, though. So I'll be the first to congratulate the Huntington Hurricanes on winning the South. Yeah, way to go. Stick taps, baby. Those dummies in Northern, they skate to a tie. One to one versus Central Maryland Copperheads, formerly the uh, Bowie team. Let's go Canes! <laughs> so we'll formally congratulate the Canes. Congrats on your regular season championship, boys. KP, standing, scoring leaders, you name it. Uh, yeah, let's jump to offensive leaders with Tommy Tracy from Glen Elg leads with 35 points and also has the most assists with 16. But we're gonna jump to Luke Rubin from Reservoir with the most goals in the state at 25. Um, Washington That's County. A lot. Yeah, I was yeah. 25 talks is pretty good. Pretty right good. Now. Uh, you got to be bearing him uh, one a game, pretty more than that. Probably that's, two a game. Yeah, that's yeah, like no, you're not even close. How many games to played? Do you think he has ten? Glenelg, ten or eleven? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're nine one and one, so or good. nine two and one. So. Two goals a game. Sheesh. <laughs> so uh, Mattis, or I'm sorry, Mason Widener from Washington County has the most shutouts in the state with four, so more than one. Boom! The there you go, Boom. KP. Tendy with four shutouts. Yep. Uh, Will Maddox ride, from baby. South River has the best uh, GAA. <laughs> Um, with at least three games played at .950, so pretty, so pretty damn good there. Percentage. That's a safe percentage, yeah. Nice yeah, that's pretty good. Um, let's run through the conference leaders real quick. Easton is 8-0, I think Bellman mentioned, in first mm-hmm. place of that Eastern Conference. Yep. Marriott's Ridge took first in Howard County with that win over Glen Elg last Friday. Big win. Um, Washington County still at top is... Mocking Masanari Valley, um, in the conference at nine two. Monocacy. Monocacy. Call it the Capo Capo Caco Valley conference. There we go. Capo Caco Valley. Monocacy. But uh, at nine and two, despite a tie, Churchill is still nine zero and one, and Kings of the Montgomery Conference. And lastly, it's undefeated Huntingtown at seven and zero and first in the seven conference. Wow! Shout to the champs. Yeah, they're sick. Uh. For the preview, kind of a low-key night in the MSHL tomorrow with only nine games going on. Uh, none too massive in terms of big-time matchups. So we'll just run th- uh, we'll run you through a few here. Easton is looking to stay undefeated and tops off the conference for a solid 7-1 and Falston squad. Wooten will look to keep the hand hot versus the Richard Montgomery Rockets. That game taking place at Cabin John. Uh, two games going down at Rockville as the D.C. Stars take on Rockville and Montgomery Blair is hosting Wilson. A.B., uh, we're about to get into the MAPHL, but can you first pass me a black cherry flavored? My lord. Oh, oh, oh. I don't think we have any. Keep looking. 
Did you drink all four of them already? That no, same flavor? So. Damn. Uh, Six-game week in the MAPHL. It's going to kick off on Monday. Thank you, sir. Or it did kick off on Monday. Sorry. Uh, MIA rivalry game. Mount St. Joe's Spalding. It's gate to a 1-1 tie. Uh, that's Spalding's third tie in six games this year. They're 0-3-3 to start. Damn. That's so, not great. That's not great. Yeah, so I mean, that's it's a year after being in that state championship game yeah. against Gonzaga. So some snow canceled the lone game Thursday between St. John's and Mount St. Joe. Maybe kind of saved that Gales team a bit there, not having to face the uh, number one team the night after a tie. But who's to say? Uh, Wednesday, we would see Landon drop puck for the first time in 2020. They route Spalding 9-2, as we mentioned, in a game where Will Lawrence, he goes for Hattie and an Apple, four-point night. Uh, the other game, number two, Georgetown Prep, number six, Matha. Stags take an early lead, but the Hoyos end up with a commanding 6-3 win. Georgetown Prep again Friday for DuPont. They go up against this, that stingy kind of St. Albans team that just finds ways to tie games and stay, stick around. Um, undefeated in the, for the week in league play is Georgetown Prep. They go 2-0. Um, Landon, same rink four hours later, and it's a 5 versus 3 matchup. They take on Gonzaga, and apparently, uh, per Twitter, shorthanded Gonzaga team. But Landon straight up rolls them 7-2. Tendy Weinstein, fantastic game and net for the Bears. And lastly, Bullis, Calvert Hall. I mentioned in the preview on Friday last week how this could be kind of a huge game for Bullis. And um, we also mentioned how hot this Calvert Hall team was. I mean, we talked about it last week. They went to that tournament over the holidays. They got They won the tournament, so... They come home. They beat Bulls three to one. It's their fifth overall straight win as a team. I think first win in league play. So um, we're starting to see the MAPHL kind of straighten itself out here. We're going to see what happens. So KP, speaking of that, standings, scoring leaders, uh, tell me what's hot. Uh, so let's take a look at the prep standings at first. We got St. John's, Georgetown Prep, and Mount St. Joe all at eight points apiece, and that's not looking at their. Uh, their wins and losses, that's just straight points because we got St. John's four games played undefeated. Georgetown Prep is 4-1 and one on the season. And Mount St. Joe way ahead with seven games played already at 3-2-2. Two, and two. So a little difference with the uh, wins and losses, but all have eight points. The Stags of DeMatha are fourth at 3-2-1. Two, and one, And Landon rounds at the top five with six points and undefeated at 3-0-0. Oh, oh. Number five, man, jump them up. Yes, sir. So jump scoring leaders, we got Quinn Kennedy from St. John's. Um, he's got 12 points, it mm-hmm. looks like. He's also got eight assists. And uh, goals, it looks like we got Luca docking and Demetri. No, nah, so eight, eight, eight assists. Yeah, tied. Eight oh, he's first. tied Luka with docking and uh, Quinn okay, Kennedy. So they're all tied. Uh, Demetri Cabreu, though, on the other end, he's, he's leading the, the scoring category with seven. Yep. Okay, and then we got. And then here's uh, your boy right here. Colin Berkey, Spalding Zone. Um, he's got 161 saves. So that's pretty damn good. He kind of rolls with that team and uh, holds them out. So 161 saves, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Devin Del Caro from DeMatha has a 1.000000 save percentage. Uh, 45 minutes played, uh, four games on this year. Would you say he hasn't got a goal? Would you say that's Spalding goalie Burks? Um, well, he's played four games. It's only been 45 minutes over those four games. Oh, so so it looks like they're splitting time. Is he coming time. in? Yeah. yeah he, are they like splitting time or is he coming in late? I'm not sure. I'd have to see a game, to be honest. Okay. But that's, yeah, I mean, four just from league games. Pick up. These are just league stats. Would you say, KP, that Burks, uh, Burkey's the number one goalie in the area? Yeah, I mean, if you you go out and you watch any of these MAPHL games, he's definitely one. He stands out. I've seen him win games for his team, where I've seen the team play like shit, but he's definitely held the team in there. He's pulled out wins. Even when they lose, it's just like wasn't the fault of him. I mean, that that Landon score is surprising to me because he usually usually gives his team a chance in every single game. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll, we're about to touch on him here in a bit, I mean, too. Sometimes you get into a game where it doesn't matter how good your oh, goalie he, he is. He can't do it all. Yeah. yeah. But he's he's a difference maker goalie. Yeah. He can definitely yeah, pick up a win yeah. for this team. Um, so, we'll, so we'll get to him here soon. So, A.B., take us through uh, tomorrow night. All right. Uh, only one league game on the calendar for the prep double uh, A division. There may be another, but if there is, it's not on the website. So, so what are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, it's a 7 p.m. puck drop at Piney, which means Spalding fans will be out in full force as O'Connell will take on the Cavs in a tough road game for Flip's team, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean... Spalding pretty much home games. They pack house. They got a lot of guys just jumping around there. Flip seems used to playing in front of crowds. Yeah, but not the opposing crowd. Yeah, very true. They 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 do a great job at O'Connell getting students to games, but Piney they Friday night games at Piney are pretty lit. Well, actually, talking about having crowds out to a game and stuff going on, uh, don't want to spoil it yet because it's coming up in this interview we're about the drop. But Flip does mention about. Uh, Two different crowds going out. Oh yeah, yeah, just a couple crowds. At, uh, that's right. At Purple Plug, he talks about the both that Yorktown uh, fans section and that St. Albans fan section. Could you imagine if we actually got crowds out to our game? That would have been so fucking awesome. It was only the northern well, I mean, games. It was only the northern games. Yeah. That was it. The I mean, it was lit. Those games were fucking rowdy. Well, even yeah. as many people as we had, if you check out O'Connell and you see their student sections and how they nuts. Uh, Spalding kind of packs if you see uh, Spalding Piney Orchard, yeah. Piney the, on a the, Friday the night. whole rank is like filled. The only, they, they have bleachers, like serious bleachers, yeah. and they're filled up. The only time yeah. we ever packed house was when we were in semifinals or like, yeah. like a playoff game or Northern, basically, and that was about it. Like, dude, those that one Northern game, um, we were all graduated, but we all went because the Caps were like covering it. That was right. the mo- that was the most was I think I've seen. Nuts, yeah. dude! Yeah, it was and by I was far. so pissed off that it was none of our teams. Well, I know. speaking about well, the one my senior year was pretty jumping uh, when we played Northern at home. I want to say it was the it wasn't the Chesapeake Cup. It was the regular season games. It was like a Friday. Yeah, night. Yeah, it was like nine to seven. I don't even. That think game, no, 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 no. It was a game we went down two to nothing in, and everybody was kind of tight butthole. Then we came back and won ten oh, two. Oh, okay. One ten two. Yeah. Oh. You guys aren't Korak. even talking about the time, A.B., you might have not been on the team. Billman, you definitely were. Uh, we played Easton in the playoffs. might have been my sophomore or junior year. We played Easton at home. We had home ice, and they literally Oh, yeah, they bust. That was house. your freshman year. They, that was yeah. your freshman year. might have been my freshman year. They bust, they bust in like they brought four buses, buses yeah. all the I way was, from Easton to Waldorf. That was our first and they ever packed the house the with Easton fans. And, it was unreal. Yeah, and um, that, it's a difference maker. You bring it, it in. But so so listen, so listen, you think about it. I mean, it's a difference maker. It's Friday night. Dude, it gets in. Dude, we're... It we're gets high in your head kids. as a high school yeah, kid. We're high school kids. It one hundred percent gets you. Want to you want to play good yes. for your buddies? So you want to play good for the girls? You play different. A yeah. thousand percent. And then so, you might fuck up trying to be over dramatic with a goal or passing too many times. So yeah. here's the issue, though. So it's a Spalding team on a Friday night at Piney. They're o three and three in league play. They've been fighting for wins. I mean, you're hanging around getting the tie the points from ties, but it's a game that O'Connell. You have to think with their lineup and their skill that they should win this game. But there you say trap game because if they can't, we go, we digress back to Colin, the goalie, the Berkey at Spalding. If O'Connell can't strike early and get pucks past him in the the first like 10 minutes of the game, things could start to sway a bit. The fans get into it, the student sections jump in. But I've seen Spalding's goalie's on his head and O'Connell's thinking, shit, man, like, here we go. He definitely can make that happen. But I've also seen uh, Coach Flip in a couple games that he's had. And uh, we watched him at Purple Puck. The way that team plays, they are good, hard, forechecking. They get the puck in. And they are always getting to those loose pucks. So I think they, I mean, they have a good shot against us. And the interview we're about to bring, uh, that we're about to play too, he talks about how he's trying to make everybody on his team uncomfortable. 
serviceable this year. He's switching kids from the first line to the fourth line, the fourth line to the second line. He like, wants people to play not, anywhere. You're not playing with the same line. He's game in and game out. So he's like, I'm trying to battle test him to get him ready for playoffs in case shit does hit the fan. And we you gotta don't know who's got to step up where, and that's exactly what he's trying to do. So, I mean, O'Connell, this is a five-game uh, league schedule on the start of the new year. Um, this is the start. It's you've got to think it's a must win. They should win against Spalding because three of these next five games, that's Gonzaga, St. John's, and Landon. That's yeah. a tough slate. Yeah, it's tough. And that's a tough slate. So don't slip up on the road on a Friday night. And the MAPHL, do all teams pack house or no? No. No. <clears throat> Definitely who, not. Who does? So Well, I we saw the video, but before, O'Connell does I think O'Connell does every their Friday, Friday night game still pack house. Yeah. They'll pack house on their side. Um, that would have been so awesome. Here's the difference, though. Like, <laughs> it's a, like a football a, game. The yeah. bright ring versus a dark ring, because Piney's kind of a dark ring in terms of the stands. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the lights are dimmer, but MedStar is a very bright place. So, but they're jumping. Uh, O'Connell's good. Spalding's obviously very good. Apparently, the crowd at the Landon-Gonzaga game was awesome last week, and it was like 50-50. Yeah. Like, I um, remember, like, I remember playing you Georgetown prep wild. games, like that Cabin yeah. John game we saw with Georgetown Prep and Zaga this year where that place was fucking just through yeah, the roof. Just full. Yeah. Yeah, like whenever we played Northern, I mean, sometimes like it was more like your years, like your senior years, like we would kind of pack house. My senior year, we really didn't because we were kind of destroying Northern at that point. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, um, we were through the entire, I mean, but nah, they would no, upset dude, us. They, they would I'll upset say, us every now and then. They would beat us, dude. They, like they had, they had two I mean, we studs. could not stop Turgeon and Clark. Plus, they would just. the one year they brought in that one kid from Maine, um. I forget his Wes? name. Yes, Wes. Wes. And he was he was by far Wesley the best player. Wesley something. The little guy. Scrappy fucker. He was by far the best player. Better than Turgeon, yeah. That was when they beat us like 9-7, to seven and it was it was a chippy-ass game. We were scrapping. Yeah. Um, but when you get those crowds where it's half and half, yeah. like those crowds weren't always like dominated by one team. Like, you'll go to Spalding, it's going to be all Spalding fans Friday night because yeah. it's the prep league. You're all over the state. Yeah. But Plus, like... like Huntington and Northern, yeah, we were rivals, but we were also boys with like half those guys. Uh, just think about then, how not as much. We how I was, I was, I was friends you, you, with all your Northern group. Yeah. Yes, my age nor- versus that team was well, all like fuck these dudes. Like we're gonna put Jimmy Powers through a fucking wall tonight. Well, yeah, no one likes and Jimmy Powers. And everybody's gonna get wild. Private school and public school <laughs> is a little different in that sense, where you got a yeah. uh, private private schools kids are going to be coming from all over the state all over from different states you don't yeah. know they could be from in town from somewhere else public schools you grew up with these kids yeah exactly that's what that's what i meant it's like, like they we, could we be the difference of living together living 10 minutes apart 20 minutes right. apart maybe turf, not those guys turf, prep we school, definitely yeah. we definitely hung out with northern guys right i have a ton of friends from northern but, but yeah the same topic rivalry yeah better. the kind of same topic yeah i mean o'connell does a good job spalding does a good job like you said georgetown prep does a good job um, I can't really speak for much on the other side. I don't know how the math it does in terms of. I mean, obviously, when it comes to championship time, yes, they will. But yeah. like conference championship games will be nuts. Uh, St. John's does a very good job too, mm. uh, in their little custom rink in the back of um, Rockville. So let's get it. Let's throw it over to. We were just alluding to him, Flip Collins. Uh, we caught up with him at Purple Puck. We talked how the Knights are doing and their um, how they're how they're how they're rolling so far in the season before we hit the new year. So guys, here he is, Coach Flip. All right, we're here, Washington, D.C., Purple Pug Tournament. Here with uh, Flip O'Connell. Not a bad start to the tournament. 5-4 Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. A great start. Um, you know, we, we tried to refocus ourselves. Uh, it's kind of the second part of our season. And uh, being a real high-skilled team, we, we totally changed our game. We mixed up the lines. Um, we put a little bit of skill on every line. Um, but we wanted to play a dump and four-check. Uh, we've got a lot of speed. 
So we're going to use that speed and, uh, you know, with the two uh, period format or two halves, uh, you, you play reverse. So you're playing towards your bench in the first uh, half um, and it's kind of like playing a second period. So what we want to do is just get pucks deep and we raced. We raced for every single puck. Every guy on the team was out, out anything. Yeah, getting it down in the sticky areas, behind the net, on net. It doesn't matter. Just get it deep and let's go four check the hard F1, F2 supporting, and the F3 high in his own. And uh, you know we were able to uh, you know score a couple goals in that first period and take the lead. Yeah, three nothing. I believe it was at one point. It was two nothing when we walked in. Ended up being five four. I think from what we saw, it was kind of dominated by you guys five on five but it's just kind of the their power play is what kind of killed you that game was it two power play goals i think two or three maybe yeah you know one of the keys to uh tournament hockey is uh good goaltending and uh and special teams you know and they've got a they've got a potent power play with uh feral din yeah there, number 22 and you know we we want to we want to limit him as, as best we can um but you know, if we take, we didn't take a lot of penalties, but they, I think they scored three power play goals out of four. Yeah, three or four that we saw. Um, so yeah, we've got to. But even after each power play, it's not like they picked up much momentum. You guys kind of came right back out of it. Yeah, they they made some they made some half. Um, I keep calling it halftime adjustments. It really was a halftime. Uh, they made some halftime adjustments. They they changed their lines and they took a a page out of our playbook, trying to get pucks deep and racing us. Um, and you know they. You know, they kind of punched us in the mouth that first five, eight minutes of that period, but we were able to bat battle back. Um, then they got some power play goals, tied the game up, and that's really where I wanted to see what our team's going to do. You know, how are we going to react, you know? And, and to be honest, we, we had no, no one bitching on the bench. It was like, everyone's like, who's, I'm going to get the next goal. Who, who wants that goal? Like, Especially this early in a tournament. You don't want it, people getting down like that. And we've been stressing that. You know, it's a weird thing, but we, we want to be positive when we give up a goal. So many teams at high school, because they're teenagers, they get negative. They jump on each other. We get hungry now. And at the beginning of the season, we lost some games maybe we shouldn't have. But not that we intentionally lost them, but I didn't. I felt that those were good, good things for the program to lose those games. And now when we have a lead and, we, and the other team battles back and we're able to, uh, to tie the game up or, or take the lead like we did on, on that last goal by, uh, uh, by, by Kareem El-Bashir, um, that, that was huge. Definitely help you yeah. build, build the rest of the tournament, get some chemistry going. The guys will be loving. That's a big yeah. win. Get that late goal. Yeah, and you know it's it uh, with the two halves. They're 25 minute halves, so it's 50 minutes. Uh -huh. The boys are conditioned to play 45 minutes. Right. You know, with shorter periods of 15 minutes. So you got to manage the bench. So we were we were playing. Uh, we were, we had our fourth line was out yeah. there. Um, you know, picking our spots for that. Uh, and then the game gets that you're trying to manage ice time because again it's a long tournament. Mm -hmm. You know you're you want to get points. Um, so we got two points in the first, and we we're able to win the game to get another two points. So we get four points out of a possible six, <clears throat> which is huge. You keep getting two to four points every every game. You're, you're good to go. Be, you're gonna be a well, good spot. Do you kind of think that's why? I mean, that surprise you can zag it in the polar goalie there. But do you know? Do you kind of think since they were winning that second half, they wanted the two points? Yeah, exactly. Risk it. Too, too many coaches try to um, try to outthink each other, right? Or outthink themselves early in the tournament. It's still early. There's so much going on. If he pulls his goalie and we that's, score that goal, we get five you get a, points you get five, they get one. one. That, that could crush them. Uh -huh. Two points is better than one. Especially. Um, and, you, you know, you have, to, you have to make those adjustments. Now, maybe later in the tournament, they get their third game. They may need to win that third period 
and you do pull your goalie. Right. Second period, the second half. But game one, you take points. That was a smart play by Sammy. Yeah. I I, I was anticipating him uh, not pulling his goalie. Right. So next two games, Delaware Prep uh, and Loyola. Uh, You know much about either of those two teams? What are you kind of looking for for those two games? Yeah. um, We know a little bit about Delaware Prep. Um, We know they've had some struggles this year. Um, They're coming in with with a kind of a short bench. So, you know, we're not going to overlook them. We're going to play them. Yeah. Big Delaware boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I grew up on farms, and yeah. they're just – remember, so we played them last year, and they had a couple kids out, that were – We're going to play the same style the rest of the tournament, um, just the way that this format dictates. You know, we're going we're gonna to dump and forecheck. And, I, and it, it's not, it's not uh, you know, dump and change or anything like that. It's, it's dump and forecheck. It, that's kind of our offense right now. Um, so we're going to do that with them. And then uh, we've been watching uh, Loyola Academy um, on uh, Live Barn and, and seeing some of their games out in Chicago. Um, looks like they're about a 500 team, ranked 10th or 12th right. in the state of uh, Illinois, which is still That's great hockey. hockey. Yeah. It's a lot better hockey than here. So they're always a tough team. I remember a few years ago we played them. Um, they had like their whole team was seniors and juniors. Um, and. It was like they all shaved, right? They right. all had like mustaches and right. beards. And yeah. I had uh, 13 sophomores at that time. Right. Well, now it's two years later, and my sophomores are now seniors. So we're um, we're really looking forward to that game. That'll be the second game um, tomorrow night. And then, obviously, he's a leader on your team for us. He gets a goal and three assists. But Kareem, he's a sophomore, I believe. I mean, two goals today, but he's scored a ton this season. You, did you expect that out of him? I mean, obviously, he knew it was good. That's why you brought him on. But you expect you to have that big of an impact this year? Yeah, we, I've been recruiting Kareem for two years. Um, and he went to a, a high school in Loudoun and transferred in this year. Um, I've coached him for uh, four years, uh, had him as little caps. And uh, his development... I was really shot through the roof this year, so it was, it was unexpected. Um, he plays he plays the full 200-foot game, mm-hmm. offense, defense. Um, we we kind of have him playing on paper. It says center, right. but when the play gets going, um, he moves out to wing a little bit, and uh, Alex will, will, will get in there. Yes, yeah, I saw playing, that later in the game. You playing did, on you the boards that, on the yes, power play up. a lot. Yep. Man down, power power play. He's he's in. He's good with his hands in tight. He's. Um, he thinks a little too much at times, but that's it's probably helped him right. in development. Um, now he just goes and does stuff. He just it's amazing what his development. Right. So regular season wise, two one and one, um, kind of the start you thought you would have, or kind of a little less than you what you're expecting, or how's talk about that, and then we'll get into the, the later part of the season here coming up. So I'll get into one of your uh, your topics. We're actually two two and one. Two two and one. Okay. The score hasn't been updated yeah, okay, by Dematha. Yeah, because I'm. Okay, so that was a league game? That was a I league saw game. Those, you guys played, but I wasn't sure if it was a league game um, or not. But the way the Maple does, the, the winning team's supposed to, the home team's supposed to put the score, the, the game on the website, and the uh, winning team is supposed to update it. So we're 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Right. Um, like I said, you know, we, I really wanted to, and I think we talked about this in the summer, we, historically at O'Connell, we've come out gangbusters. A lot of seasons we've been 5-8-0, 9-1. And then we kind of tail off. But like last um, year, you guys started pretty I, hot. I'm, um, I'm pulling the reins back a little bit. Not purposely trying to win a game, but not or lose a game, but not we're just not making some of the adjustments we naturally want to. We don't want to show everything because we play a lot of these teams a lot. Right. <clears throat> so just holding back, trying to feel guys out, see who plays well together, 
you know, put put a kid back on the third line and see how he reacts. Right. Let's put a kid up to the first line, and see how he reacts. You know, what, what, he may be playing well on the bottom six. And is there anything you did differently scheduling this year in terms of league games? Because I saw you did the five league games before the Christmas break, and then five after. Where a lot of teams might do six, and then four after, or yeah, four and six. I, and one of the things that dictated was teams want to play us later in the season now. Right. You know, maybe that's a little you know, a badge of honor that we've we want we've uh, we've earned that we're one of the better teams in the area and teams want to have their, you know a full season of hockey before they play us. Um, we also have some scheduling issues when you're playing uh, IAC schools, WCAC schools. Right. Uh, IAC starts later in the year, and, and I, I want to give them time to prepare. And I'm not I'm not calling them up the first day that they that they can play a game and say, hey, we want to schedule you. Um, so we'll play. You know, traditionally we play some of the MI uh, Maryland schools early, um, and then I usually have a home at home with a couple guys, and it just dictates that we're like we're going to go to Calvert Hall here in January, but we played them home because it was our turn. Right. So, so that I wanted to play them when and... we have um, a home game when we get a big crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of my goals is to make O'Connell into a hockey school versus mm-hmm. known as a basketball school. Right. And we're getting big crowds. I mean, there you guys are getting the crowds, and obviously the social media stuff's awesome, and the donuts don't hurt. I guess each game. <laughs> the donuts are great. <laughs> the donuts and pizza. Um, so yeah, I guess back half of the season started two, two and one. I mean, probably your tougher half. I mean, I think that's Spalding, St. John's, Gonzaga, Mount St. Joe's, and um, Landon. Landon. So I mean, you, you you took care of the teams you should have taken care of already. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have back the Dematha game a little bit. Right. Um, you know, even the uh, the Georgetown prep game. Right. Um, but you know that it's it's a tough league. You know, it's, every game is. Uh, you don't know what the hell's going to happen. You know, I, I think you're going to see. You know, it's going to come down to tiebreakers again. You know, uh-huh. on, on who's the two, three, four seed. Now you can, you can have three. You can have four teams tied for yeah. second or third place, and all of a sudden you, you're the sixth seed. Yeah, it's going to be Just crazy from one game because I remember three years ago. Oh, got a bit of a fight over here. Yeah. Okay. Here. Little St. John Spalding scrap in the corner. Yeah, I remember a couple years ago when I first came to Riken. That's when we had like Dennis, and um, yeah, we, we had a pretty solid good. squad, and we were fourth in the MAPHL coming into our very last game versus Georgetown Prep. If we won it, we would have jumped to third. If we lost it, we dropped all the way to eighth, and we lost that game. Dropped all the way from fourth to eighth. Had to play the math at first, and that's how it happens. Like literally that quick over yeah. one point. You know that we all know that the Maple is the premier league, and. You know, with with O'Connell becoming strong and St. John's becoming strong, mm-hmm. it's really leveled off the, the the field. You know, you've got right. six to eight teams that are really really strong, and if you get a team that has a stud goalie, now all of a sudden you throw them into the mix, and if they right. get one or two goal scorers and they got a strong goalie, they can upset somebody. Right, and I don't. I know you coaches don't like to assume, but I mean, it's a ten team league. Eight teams make the playoffs. You you kind of got to know that. To Calvert Hall and the Bullets won't make it, so you kind of know you're making the playoffs unless you, I guess, completely shit the bed and some other team comes out of nowhere. But um, but like you said, it's all about seeding. So I can kind of think, what do you think you guys need to do in these last five games to put yourself in a favorable spot? Because I mean, even last year you were in that four-five spot and got stuck having to play Gonzaga just first round right there. We finished uh, second, tied second, for and second, then it was like a tiebreaker dropped you to third or dropped something. Us to fourth, and we played right. five. Who was Gonzaga? Because oh, I want to say you and Georgetown Prep finished with the same. Yep. record but a we're, tiebreaker so we're still searching for our our, our identity mm-hmm. you know and i think we we showed a little bit of that today um we've got a ton of speed and we've got a ton of skill yeah but that doesn't win you championships you know so 
uh, goaltending, each style goaltending. And um, that's your number one guy today that played. He played solid. Right now they're they're equal, but Garrett okay. Garrett stepped up in the last couple games. Okay. Played against St. Albans. So you just kind of ride a hot hand. You don't have a set one or two. Yeah, they're just going to run the hot hand right now uh, and see what and see what we have. And then if we really want to create that identity. If we can't right now and run it through the rest of the season, that's what we want. You know, I think get back to a little bit of what I call O'Connell hockey. Uh, you know, use the speed, play on edge, mm-hmm. be a little more gritty, and don't be so. Uh, you know, uh, the skill and showcase and hot yeah. dog Have stuff. Have the speed and skill, but also mix it up in the boards and the corners yeah, and yeah. get that stick work in. This is definitely the perfect tournament to do exactly what you want to. Get rolling, get some confidence, the team yeah. kind of gelling and kind of find themselves. Yeah, playing we, familiar teams, but also playing some damn good out-of-town teams. Yeah, that's that's the thing we like about the best is, we you know, we've got some strong Maple teams that are here, but there's there's four good out-of-town teams that come and, and get a different and look. that you get a different look and a different style of hockey, different brand of hockey. Yeah, especially if you can push your team to a championship or even championship appearance in this tournament, then that just you just start rolling after this. We we lost to the uh, we got to the semis last. So every year we've gotten a little better. We lost, we played in the semis last year against the Hun School and we lost in 12 player shootout. Nice. Wow. I feel like every time you play Fort DuPont, you get in a shootout. <laughs> That's like every WCAC game you get in with yeah. Gonzaga is a shootout here. Yeah, pretty always, much. There's always barn burners here. So, yeah, like you said, two games left. Delaware Prep, uh, Loyola. Um, I guess like you said before we started recording, this is kind of the start to your season almost. You're going to use this tournament to catapult you to hopefully a MAPHL championship. Yeah, it's, it's a reboot uh, for us. You know, we've got a lot of hockey still to go. We've got, you know, this tournament, which – we're off to a good start. We get we've got the um, the WCAC, right. which That's, is just like it's the toughest never, it's the toughest hockey conference in the area by far. Hands down, uh, O'Connell, St. John's, I mean, Dematha, Gonzaga. It doesn't matter where you finish seeding in that. You're playing, like you said, you're playing St. John's, Gonzaga, or Dematha. So kids you know, kind of pick your poison. They're looking and that'll at be the that'll way. be the second week of February, right. and then we'll roll right into the Maple, uh, which we're targeting as well. You know, we expect to be one of those teams that are let, you know standing last there. Um, and then we're we're um, we're attempting to qualify again for the nationals, right. which is in Dallas in the end of March. And you have to what 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 goes into so qualifying? We'll, for that? Um, the Northern Virginia champion, the MSHL champion, right. uh, has the opportunity to um, play a one playoff game right, for the right to re- represent last year and beat them. And yeah, win. has the right to represent the state of Virginia. So you'll just have to play whoever, I guess, if they choose to. They choose to. It's difficult because it's so late in the season. The right. the nationals and, and it's kind of you lose kids. You know. Yeah. We didn't we we didn't go with seven of our players. You know, and right. we felt that if we had seven of those kids, we had a chance to you know do even better. We were a quarter finalists last year. Yeah. So they're pretty damn well. And we, and we think you know going to Dallas this year, we we, we have uh, just as good a chance to uh, do something. Sell a trip too if you're not already preparing for it. Like I'm sure you guys have been. For however many months now. Yep, we're preparing um, for it. So yeah, definitely goals great for the program yeah. to get out there and do that. It's a definitely a selling point. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go to Nationals every year because no other team does it. You said St. John's, I think it's gonna go this year. St. Maybe. St. John's is going this year. They're representing uh, DC, but I wonder where they got that idea from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know because I mean, yeah, I'm sure Gonzaga, if they wanted to have a say in that, it could be like, oh, we'll play you. Yeah, see what I don't. I don't see Gonzaga doing that. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, there it is. I mean, I guess end of the goal, end of the year goals, finish out Purple Puck strong. Have a good showing at WCAC and get home ice because obviously, like you said, at MedStar, it's kind of nuts if you have to go there and play you guys, yep. especially in a playoff game. Yeah, we we it's have a great tough. we have a great student section. Uh-huh. Um, they they bring it every home game, mm-hmm. uh, at least the Friday night games. We if we do host a uh, uh, a playoff game uh, during the week, I, I expect a, a good crowd of you know 
250 to 300 students that's what you need to kind of push you over especially if you can get Get your team to that especially if you can get your team to that championship stage for the maphl the gardens and you guys could probably pack that place out pretty good too yeah absolutely if if we were to um you know we can get to the finals of wcac or the maple uh o'connell's already going to uh, schedule buses uh, from the school Perfect. to bring to bring students yeah. over there. That's what you need. That's what the kids love too. That's right. So there it is, Flip. We appreciate you, man. Hopping on, taking time Good luck here at the Purple rest of the tournament. Thanks, guys. Good Thanks for everything you guys are doing promoting yeah. high school hockey here in uh, DMV. We're getting there. It's getting better. Awesome We're job. Breaking it up now. So we appreciate it. Thanks All right. Again. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks again to our guy Flip for hopping on. Let's get to some college hockey. But hey, KP, always good catching up with him around the rink. Yeah, I mean, Flip, uh, great guy, local hockey. Uh, is really building a good program there, mm-hmm. and uh, he's very knowledgeable. Yep, yep. So Go listen to that interview. and uh, college, awesome. college power rankings, uh, no changes from last week since only a few teams are in action, so we'll, we'll let her sit. So I'll, we'll just do a quick recap. Um, number five, Stevenson, NCAA D3 squad, uh, putting their eight-game win streak on the line versus the number two-ranked team in the country. Uh, Genesso traveled to Ricerstown. They would come out on top, commanding 6-1 win over the Mustangs. Uh, they would continue to struggle over the weekend as they lost again on Saturday, dropping a 4-3 OT loss at the hands of uh, Sonny Brockport. Uh, speaking about that, uh, I think it was the Friday night matchup, the Greenzo. That Gross it? is out at? Yeah, yeah, I think our buddy Gross is at. Uh, said that that matchup was probably going to be Leading to uh, Greenzo's way, they're a lot better team, and it looks like that's what happened. Yeah, it was a number two D three team versus number ten Stevenson, so top ten matchup. Um, Who's on that team? Who was on that team? Which one? Uh, Stevenson's got Nick Gray. Nick Gray's uh, local. He played at Potomac. Uh, Devin Brink De- yeah, plays Brink. on uh, Brink. Greenzo. Yeah, He's an Ashburn product. Where is, where's yeah. that school out of? Green. What is it called? Green Greenzo. 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 Genesso. No, Genesso. Genesso. G e n e s o. Do you know where that is out of? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I was like, I've never heard of this school before. I mean, it's NCAA D3 hockey. But it was Brink. Not yeah. going to hear much Brink. Do we know anyone else on that team or just Brink? No, uh, Brink. Devin, uh, I'm sorry, Dustin Moyer. He plays on Stevenson. Oh, yeah. He's a goalie. I uh, don't oh, think he played that actual, I don't know if he played that actual game, but he's gotcha. a goalie there. Okay, gotcha. okay. Uh, um, maybe. Yeah, we're at uh, the other Stevenson squad. Their ACHA counterparts didn't have much. Uh, better luck as they travel to the Eastern Shore and drop a tight one-goal game to the Delaware Ducks, four to three. Georgetown Hoyas would also fall victim to Delaware as well, but by the score of eight nothing. That's mm. whacking. Yeah, uh, the number seven Virginia Tech Hokies looking fly as hell in their new black uniforms. Those I don't know they if you look guys tight. Caught those, those on Instagram, tight. but They're those sick. are pretty They're sick. Sick. They're They're sick. You get some new jerseys. Uh, that's some swag. You get some confidence. For sure. You do, um, you do kind of if you get New Jersey's and they're tight as hell. You, you feel tight. You feel you, you feel, feel like good. you're like, dude, we're gonna you're like, win. Fuck it. Well, <laughs> that's exactly what uh, the Hokies did here. Uh, they start the weekend with a sweep. Uh, first up, they beat WU. Easy. Settle. Four hey, to two. Settle. Shout out Delaney and Nick and, and Troy. Nice four two win for the Hokies there. Then they turn around and the two beat. goals were scored by Riken players. Oh, yeah, not really. But I'm just should have added that were. in there. Could have. They were not. That. But uh, they but, let me down. The Hokies, right after that, they turn around and beat uh, UNC and Knight later, the five tiles. to two. Probably from that so they're they're putting in some honestly. fucking goals oh, here. Uh, start the new year hot. Approved a 14-3, two and two. UVA would also be in action as they beat the same WU team oh, three to one. Down. So your Riken boys need to pick it up. Hey, why don't you watch your fucking mouth? Probably from their high school coach. Easy, everybody. AB, t- t- what's going on this weekend with college puck? 
looking at all the weekend games ahead, uh, there's some college teams in the chirping top ten. Uh, it's the college game of the week, a top ten showdown as number four George Washington is hosting number six George. This Mason. would be a good one. Yeah, it should be a great game tomorrow night. Uh, predictions. Um, well, the first one was a shootout. Shootout. Uh, George Washington takes that first one in a shootout uh, back in November, I believe it was. Uh, I remember, and, but that's like kind of what started Mason's streak. Yeah. I mean, now yeah. that college is starting back up, we'll start getting back into it. More, I was almost going to say just because how we have him in the rankings, four and six, it's going to be an upset of Mason winning. But I don't think it's going to be an upset because Mason is Mason been might rolling. turn around and, and Cam Cam Smith four goals from fifty. So could you, happen in that game. You guys think Mason? <laughs> you guys think Mason's gonna win? I think Mason takes this one. George Washington's really good though. So yeah, they are really good. They're good. Well, it's I don't t- it's know. a it's a spot. I know. Uh, just talking to some guys at Mason, Gross included, uh, that they want to kind of prove themselves as one of the top dogs in the area. So this is a good team that yeah, they can. I mean, uh, it's a chirping top it ten, like we said. So definitely. Um, onward, AB. Onward. Uh, yeah, that's at the uh, St. James. Uh, second meeting to, between these two is uh, George as George Washington took the last one in a shootout back in November. Right. Only game for uh, George Washington on the weekend, but the Patriots, um, they play the following night versus William Patterson. Okay, it's two-game weekend. Oh, sorry. Uh, number 10, Navy D1 is on the road as they start to the, the new year. They start the new year. They'll be traveling to take on Temple tomorrow night, followed by a game at Penn State Burks on Saturday. Staying in the academy, it's the Navy ladies team at home with a two-game series versus Pittsburgh in Annapolis this weekend. Um, eat shit pit. Eat shit pit. Eat shit pit. Lastly, the Hokies are on the road this weekend for two in-state battles. Friday night, a top-10 matchup between them and rival University of Virginia. Then the following night, they'll be taking on Richmond. There it is, college Rich hockey. What? Rich what? That's, a, that's another talking about UVA VT. Be a good matchup. That would be Nine good, versus seven. Good a little rivalry. Yeah. So we got good, 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 good college hockey coming back, good coming, coming back coming into up. the light here. Um, this team starts to make the push to nationals. Uh, junior hockey. Let's start with the Black Bears first of all. Skook, our boy. <laughs> first game with Boston University. The OT game winner versus Brown. Not a big deal. Uh, it was like a game or two later. Game or two later. That's a three-three tie in the second versus Dartmouth. He does the Michigan breaks a tie. It's four to three. Um, did you guys see those? Yeah, unreal. <laughs> those were so how sick. Are you, how are you? The kid? Michigan. He just fucking. Meow. Yeah, you're sitting on the Maryland Black Bears bench in Piney Orchard, Maryland, fucking two weeks ago, and then now you're playing for one of the you get like most traditional college teams in the nation and you score an overtime game winning goal and you do the fucking Michigan remember we asked him in the preseason episode about the Michigan how old is this kid he's like he's gotta be like 18 was he 18 19 no he's older than that but he's a legend yeah Scoog's a legend is he technically a He's freshman? proven himself yes technically a freshman I want to say he's like 2021 20, but who the hell knows with yeah. junior age kids yeah. um Black Bears probably could have used some of that Scoog magic is he gonna uh, be, you think he gets to the show I don't know. If he keeps doing the Michigan. <laughs> Dude, I mean, if you're a leading scorer for BU, you're at least looking As at AHL. a Swedish AH- kid. You're at least I looking mean, at the AHL. It's still a long shot for them. He's had two goals in two games. I mean, yeah, we'll he's, see. he's lighting it up. Has but he, time he's, to develop. He's, he's definitely, yeah. Oh, he, develop. he definitely can do it. Um, not I mean, he's not getting drafted. I guess at this point he's not getting drafted, but he's not he could somebody. Uh, he, could, uh, he could. No, the, 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 he's, yeah. he's aging out of the draft. Yeah, that's true. He couldn't. But he could sign like Tyler Johnson undrafted. That's true. Um, Black Bears on the road up in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. The Michael Scott uh, led Knights. 
I guess. Uh, game one, they lose an OT, 4-3. The score of that one, goals by Rimmer, Jarman, and McDowell. Game two, much of the same result. Black Bears left, led in four again. Uh, can only net two this time, thanks to uh, Kittleson and Rydquist. Uh, One-point weekend for the Black Bears. A quick reality check, kind of, after they were on that six-game win streak. They had points in seven straight games. Friday night's OT loss made it eight straight games, but snapped out on Saturday with they uh, lost there. So Skoog dips out, but this Rydquist kid. He's sick. He's pretty He's coming up. Good. He's coming into his own, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think uh last week I talked about him on somebody that's who's hot. He had like points in five games straight. Like ten yeah. points, five I don't know, something stupid. He's yeah. been on fire. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> um maybe preview. Tough, tough weekend ahead for the Black Bears. It's a division rival and a team the Black Bears just can't really figure out. Uh the Johnstown Tomahawks on the road. Johnstown 10 whole points ahead of Maryland in the standings, but a sweep by the Black Bears could really make things interesting. The Tomahawks coming off a weekend sweep versus Jamestown. And then uh, interesting one here, blowout uh, 7-0 in game one. But then turn around and get blown out. Yeah, it's kind of a weird weekend when you Six one. throttle the team one night and then you get throttled the next night. Yeah, I mean, you, you see that a lot in like – like club level, youth hockey level. I don't know if you the see same that same team back to back. Not. You just blow them out, and then you get because shit pumped. You know when you're that when you're that young playing like youth hockey, club hockey. It just depends on what team shows up. Gonna happen. We've yeah. had that all the time. Uh huh. But I don't know how that works with juniors. Like I, I was, <laughs> I never played in the junior level. Kyle, I know you did. I just did. Sometimes you guys just didn't have it. Uh, I mean, when I played juniors, it was teams that were stacked and teams that were fighting, and uh, they'd claw out wins, stuff like that. Like yeah. I think earlier this year, we seen Potomac with some surprising wins over ranked teams, yeah. more more shit like that. Yeah. Huh. Well, standing. Uh, speaking of Potomac and whatnot, let's take us through uh, some standings first, and then we'll get to the USBHL. Black uh, Bears, how we looking? Who's hot? Who's not? Like you were mentioning with Reich was last week. Um, we'll, we'll start with the standings. Uh, they currently sit in fourth still, uh, one game behind Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Uh, they've played 36 games, 16 wins, 14 losses, six overtime losses, and the Maryland team has 38 points on the year. Bingo. Um, so kicking it over. Uh, USPHL, we'll start with Hampton. I think both third teams got swept. It looks like the elite team lost to the Charlotte Rush 3-1 to and 4-2, to uh, much the same as the premier team as uh, they would go down to the same Charlotte Rush team, but in the other division, 3-2 to and 2-1. to So 0-4 weekend for the Hampton teams. Uh, not the best. Uh, Richmond, on the other hand, on the other hand, both teams do split uh, with the Carolina Junior Hurricanes. Premier wins the first one, six five in OT. Uh, they were down four to one. Erased that. Uh, Patrick Patapas, the OT hero in that one. They lose game two, five to one. Um, and then the elite team, much the same as their uh, premier counterparts. Uh, they win game one in overtime. Uh, Cooper Neal, hero in that one, getting the game winner. Tendy Bernstein kicks away 31-34. And just the premier premier team did. They turn around, they let in five goals in a losing effort. Final score of that one, 5-3. Junior Canes and KP, I think the Potomac Patriots were off last weekend that you were mentioning. Yeah, uh, saw no action for them. Uh, Somebody from Potomac, if you're listening. Yeah, this weekend weekend uh, coming up, I think it's uh, Potomac versus Hampton, and they'll do a split series uh, type thing. So, AB, why don't you just recap Team Maryland and the EHL, and then we'll pick our teams of the week, and we'll head into the weekend. One game for Team Maryland and the EHL. Uh, Up to the point of recording this episode, at least. Last Friday versus the Little Flyers in Piney Orchard. They drop a tight one by the score of 4-3 despite putting up 44 shots towards the Little Flyers net. They also played Sunday night versus East Coast Wizards and earlier this week on Monday versus the Boston Junior Rangers. 
Team Maryland currently sitting at 16, 14, and 2. Fifth in the Mid-Atlantic Conference, 2-8 and eight in their last 10. So a bit of a slump that they'll be looking to work their way out of there in the coming weeks. So KP, tell us who they have a chance to do that against this weekend. Yeah, so this podcast is going to drop to you on the 16th, but uh, two games Maryland would have played that we won't get to cover is uh, Sunday the 12th and Monday the 13th. Uh, Sunday they're going to play the East Coast Wizards, uh, <laughs> and Monday they're going to play the Boston Junior Rangers. Boston sits top of the league at 52 points, so that'll be a tough matchup. And then uh, the following weekend, the 19th and 20th, they play again uh, Monday and Tuesday games, so a little different than the Friday, Saturday. But they're going to play uh, next the 19th and the 20th, both against the North Carolina Golden Bears, who sit at last place Golden Bears. with one win, 28 losses, and zero overtime losses. So that's uh, next Sunday and Monday, the 19th and 20th. I think they should get uh, four points out of those games. Guess we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. Guess we'll see. Um, I guess that leaves that to the end of the episode, Teams of the Week. Uh, anybody want to go first? KP, AB, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I'll go Georgetown Prep, the 2-0 week. Like we mentioned, uh, they beat number six, Dematha. I think they were down in that game, call back and win. Uh, a little bit of stuff, controversy, I guess you could say, with uh, the goalie's equipment on the Georgetown prep size. And they turn around Friday night on the road. Uh, like we said, a scrappy kind of St. Albans team that just finds a way to tie people. They get the clean win, 4-1, to 2-0 a week. So, A.B., who's your squad? So, I got Landon this week as they jumped okay. up two spots in the uh, power rankings. They're proven to be solid. Two massive wins. I think they really showed that they're the real deal in this league at the MAPHL. Um, yeah, I mean, they go in, they they just hammer Gonzaga, right? Yeah. And, um, hammer Spalding, and, and hammer Spalding, Gonzaga. And they, they lit up Spalding for 9-2. Uh, to two. Um, And as you guys said, Spalding has probably one of the best goalies in the area. All right, uh, KP, me and AB riding the MAPHL squads. What you got? I think I'm going to stay with that squad, and it's a squad that I think uh, deserves it, even though uh, they might not be doing much. But uh, St. John's, I want to keep them as a team as a week because you they picked them as team of the week. They didn't play a game. Yeah, but they got they got. How something, do you beat a team of the week without playing? They got a game. something tough coming up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take them now for next week because they're nope. playing they're playing a tough Pick matchup. One. They're coming. They're this week nope. coming up, nope. they're, they're going to a prep tournament up north, week. playing some different <laughs> teams. So I think St. John's Can we gonna... veto this? No. <laughs> he said no. Can we I mean, overlay them with Virginia Tech, who goes 2-0, New Jersey's? Want to keep St. John's didn't play a game. They're, just, they're hot, baby. It's Kyle's, it's Kyle's team of the week, man. Right. They're, they're, team of the they're week. moving out of the, the area. They're playing some tough teams. They're my team of the week. They're taking the balls. They're going to go out there and show what they got. <laughs> all right. Great uh, team of the week. I, hey, I love it. I love all it. All right. Happy Thursday, everybody. You got anything else we want to talk talk about? I mean, that was a super hot take. I love it. Yeah, let's just end on that. Yes. Have a great weekend, everybody. Best of luck out there. Keeping myself so busy